But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words then maybe it's not true Good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Ray, Thursday night, and uh, glad to join uh, uh, John Gibson and Malcolm McDonald on screen. How are you, lads? All right, good. Steve. Lovely to see you, Mal. Good stuff. Good, good to, to see, see you, both. John. Eh? And Callum Wilson, uh, Tom Dixon actually put this up. He must have been reading my mind because this is what I wanted to start off with. Um, he's taken full responsibility for his barren goal scoring run, but he's refusing to let negativity get to him. And um, this comes from his uh, podcast, which he does, of course, once a week, um, and where he, he chats football, of course, talks about his career as well. And just giving you some direct quotes from the 31-year-old, he says, obviously, there's been calls for Alexander Isak to, to start instead of Wilson. He said, we had chances against Manchester City, but it's the same each week. We keep saying we had chances, we had chances. Mm -hmm. I'm obviously partly to blame for that because I'm a striker. And I take responsibility, full responsibility. I never shy away from owning up and taking accountability. I need to fix up in front of goal. You're never going to go through a season of missing chances because when you're a goal scorer, you score goals no matter what. You've just got to keep believing in yourself and don't let any self-doubt creep in. Let everyone from the outside do their talking. I hear there's a lot of noise and negativity and stuff, but you've got to use that as motivation. Let people do their talking. And you do your talking on the pitch. Um, what's your thoughts on that, Mal, as a, a former oh, well, name yourself? All right. Well, okay. Well, well done, um, Wilson, coming out and saying it. But there's a few others who could say exactly the same. You know, when when you look at this this year, starting with Arsenal, we've actually in seven games we've scored three Premiership goals. Well, come on, for heaven's sake. We've been in the top six in all of that time. And that just is not good enough. And where have those goals come from? Well, it's actually the three forwards who have scored them. Wilson, Isaac and Almiron. So where's the midfield coming from with goals? Why do the defenders bother to go upfield for free kicks and corners when they're creating no threat whatsoever and not scoring goals. You know, and I, I, and I it, this is something that I've, I've really been worrying about um, over the past few weeks. People don't even look as if they're going to score a goal. They go there and then nothing. When was the last time that we actually created a bit of danger from a set piece. I just don't remember. Can you, John? You know, no, we don't. No, we don't. Um, I mean, we've never had the two centre-halves, and I'm not putting on them alone, but score from um, from set pieces, be it corners with the head, you know. Funny enough, mm. when I was watching Man City, it come home to me that, the best centre-half for heading goals for us, not defend them, is Lascelles. He scores yes, more yes. in the opposing penalty. Absolutely. 
than, than our current boys do. But coming back, Steve, to your original thought about Callum Wilson, the thought from my point of view, I have been in, and remain a huge fan of Callum Wilson. I think he's a proper, proper centre-forward. But I'm also a realist. And at the moment, I would take him out the side. Uh, I mean, the miss at Manchester City was phenomenal. He not only missed an open goal with nobody on him when it was headed down by Trippier, yeah. but he missed the kick. He actually missed contact yes. with the ball. And you know what I've heard, and this is what disturbs me, I've heard that he's, he cannot, at the moment, doesn't train full out every day with the full squad every day. He trains some of the time by himself and then he trains with a full squad before a game. But in other words, he's not match sharp. Now, if he's doing that because of his injuries as a way of sort of nursing himself along, but it's taken away, for me, it's taken away his sharpness come match day. And I'm sorry, at the moment, I mean, I admire what he says. It's predictable. The same as it's predictable what what um, Eddie Howell said to Mama Moore's press conference when asked about Wilson, when asked about goals, when mm -hmm. asked, you, you give the politically correct answer, don't you? And we all accept that. But at the moment, how you can keep Isaac out, he's been here six months and had five Premier League starts. How yes. you can keep him out with, with uh, Wilson playing the way he is? I've got two questions to that for Eddie. If, he'd, if Wilson starts on Sunday, first of all, how do you justify that, apart from loyalty? And secondly, what do you say to Isaac, who's a club record by, when you tell him he's not going to start for the 856th time? And, and not only, John, not only um, is he not starting, but the person that's, that's actually playing there up front <laughs> is... Is only part-time training because of his problems. Yes, physical problems. But it shows so Malcolm be saying to himself, "What the hell? I can't even get into the side for a for a half-fit player." I think it's shown Malcolm as well. In I'm just going on body language and the way he yeah. moves and his lack of acceleration a lot of the time. He doesn't look as if he's on top of his game. Because he's nursing. You're talking to Wilson now. I'm talking about Wilson, yes. Wilson, yes. I'm, yeah, I'm talking about Wilson. Right. And when I watch him, they, they, I mean, I'm a great believer in what my eyes tell me uh, rather than necessarily what stats or other things tell me. And my eyes tell me this isn't the Wilson that, that I saw immediately before the World Cup. This is mm. totally a different Wilson under the same name. It's not I couldn't agree more. And shall I tell you what he stopped doing, John? He, he stopped sprinting. And he had real good pace on him, did Wilson. He could he, he could out um outpace a defender and he's not yeah. sprinting now. Um and, and he hasn't I mean, sprinted for a very long time. I mean, if I'm being truthful, the the the, the Callum Wilson we all know would be a starter every day for me. The Callum Wilson renewed before the World Cup. He without the best a shadow of doubt. He's the best centre forward Newcastle have got without a shadow of doubt. He would play mm. every day for me. But you know what we're doing at the moment, guys? 
I, this is just my humble opinion. You know what we're doing at the moment? We're picking players on that past reputation and hoping they'll yeah. hit that form. That's why we picked Callum Wilson, because we'll look at what he was. That's why we picked Almirin, because he scored nine goals before Christmas. He's a shadow of himself at the moment, bless him. Yeah. He could be pulled out at the moment, because we've got Gordon that could play one side. We've got San Maximum and Murphy that could play the other side. I don't think... Our two top goal scorers are Wilson and Almirin, but I don't think they're firing on all cylinders. And not sometimes not, a player, no. no, a player needs a rest, Mal. Sometimes I'm not, I'm not having a, a, a big bash at them. But if I'm looking at the side now, and there's certain positions where you can't take players out because we haven't got adequate cover, but you can in these positions. I would give Callum Wilson a rest. I would give Al Murren a rest. And I would give Dan Byrne from left-back a rest uh, because Target could come in and, and play at left-back. I think those three, the form of a lot of the big-name players have dipped. It's easier to say whose form hasn't dipped. They've all dipped. But you could replace them. And I'd, they're getting picked now on reputation I feel those mm. those guys in yeah. the hope that if you play them enough the form will return but you've also got to keep the people that are backing them up happy I mean if you're San Maximum or you're Gordon or you're, you're Murphy or you're Target or you're Isaac you're going to say if I can't get in this team now when am I going to get in the team yeah yes I agree with you on that John um but the just going back to the to the Manchester City game, um, you know, and continuing the conversation with regards to goals or lack of goals, um, what I noticed was that Man City actually only had two attempts at goal, and they scored from both of them. Yeah, there, there were no other real chances for them at all, um, and that tells me that there is a mentality at Man City that Newcastle United haven't got. They're, they have a killer instinct. And Newcastle United, they made more chances than Manchester City and didn't take any of them. In fact, fluffed them. And, uh, and I mean, the, ki the killer second goal, Malcolm, the killer, because as you've always said, the second goal is always the killer. Always and, the killer. In the killer second goal, I mean... We just had an attack almost where they went down. Trippier, another one lad who I adore, but I think his form's dipped. I think yes. his use of the ball is not as immaculate as it was. And he gave away. We were in the ascendancy at 1-0. We brought Isaac on. We were beginning to look very lively up front. Isaac went in and, and, and looked. Oh, boom, boom, boom. We were having our best part of the match. And then Trippier, get under no pressure, gives the ball away. Boom, boom, boom. Three passes later, Bernardo Silva's got it in the back of the net. Game over. And and we were looking as if we were going to equalise at that time. And there has been a dip of form of quite a few of the boys, I feel. And yes. one of them that perhaps hasn't had a dip of form, Steve, and I, uh, and I think we're going to miss horrendously, is Joe Linton. I think he will be missed over these two games um, because they're winnable games. They're, in fact, they must win games. 
Nottingham Forest and, and um, Wolves first, uh, they're winnable games. And if we'd lost Joe Linton for Man City, you could argue that we, there was good chance we're going to lose anyway. <coughs> but losing them for these two matches at a time when we've also got Bruno struggling with an injury. I mean, he's really struggling with an injury. He's got a heart the size of a frying pan. He's yeah. doing brilliantly to play. He's a quality, quality player. But my Jove, how I wish he was totally injury-free and could play like he did at the start of the season. He's been carrying an ankle. He's going down in matches, having treatment, and then having to come off or hobble on, carry on. And all of a sudden, you look at the midfield and you say, Joe Linton's out of there. Bruno's playing at about 70%. 80% fitness-wise, that just leaves Sean Longstaff. You bring Willock in, and if heaven forbid that uh, you know that uh, Eddie Howe gets up in the morning and says that um, Bruno's had it, he won't say because he wouldn't give it away. Because then you you must go with Elliot Anderson, uh, Sean Longstaff, and Willock. And I'm not having to go at those three, but you would miss the two Brazilians, wouldn't you? You'd miss the two Brazilians mm. out of that midfield. Yes. Would you start Wilson? Would you start Wilson, uh, Malcolm? John says he wouldn't. Would you start him at the weekend? Yes, I would. I would. But but I would change the attack and use Wilson as a target man, which he's, which he's good at, um, although I prefer his other strengths, but he's not using them at the moment. So I'd use Wilson as a target man and I would play Isaac and Gordon coming on to, to for the for the knockdowns from Wilson, um, and 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 I think that I think that would um, that would create an intensity um, in the attack that we haven't seen for some time on the opposing defenders, and uh, and. We're playing Wolves on on um, Sunday, um, and and they're not exactly pulling up trees, are they? This season, um, uh, and I think that we need we need to change change things, but we we've got to get the the, the best out of of players. Wilson, I think, is the best target man in the club. He's happy to play with his back to goal and. By playing that way, he's not being asked to to go out on sprints. And I, I think he is carrying a, a hamstring problem. Not so much an injury, but I think it's now become a problem. Um, and and uh, he, he's going to have to learn to live with it and play with it. Um, and, that, and therefore, ease his burden um, by, by not... Want by not expecting him to be getting it, turning, sprinting, uh, and and all of that, use him just as a target man, and have and have players coming on to him. Um, and I would play Gordon left hand side, Isaac right hand side, um, and and I think they could cause a bit of mayhem. I really do. Uh, Almiron. <sighs> Almiron, where he was, he was he was happy when he was scoring goals. He was happy to come inside and and look to get to the edge of the box and and, and have attempts at goal. 
he stopped doing that and 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 he's finishing up down by the corner flag which is what was happening before he was scoring goals earlier this season that he just finishes up down by the corner flag and he's not going to make anything happen from there um and and okay so he might be a leading goal scorer um or a joint leading goal scorer but what he's doing now is not enough it's not enough at all um and and also uh, i'm afraid that St Maximin um i felt that at, at man city he just proved the point i keep making about him absolutely proved it he he in the whole game he didn't get a cross in and he didn't get a shot in and yet he has a lot of the ball um and man city looked they 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 just sort of uh, um pushed him around where where they were happy uh with him being and uh at the end of the season it's well how many of you scored it's not well how many dribbles did you have how many how many men have you beaten over the season they're not the questions that are asked the questions that are asked are how many goals did you score how many goals did you make they are the most important stats as far as um playing in the opposing half are concerned i thought i thought you might i thought you might have put up malcolm for Murphy to start because I thought when he come on he was very lively. I asked him and he put a couple of great crosses in. Yes, yes. Um, people, um, uh, people. I hear people complaining about him, um, saying, "Oh, but he loses." Yes, now and again he loses the ball, probably more than other players, um, but. He gets crosses in, he gets shots in, um, and and even even when he's not when even when he's not playing brilliantly, he will be a danger to the opposing goal. That's more than Almiron. That's more than uh, um, Saint Maximin. They're not a danger at the moment to the opposition at all. And so, when they have the ball at their feet, it's actually a waste of possession. I mean, give it to Murphy, and he will look to do uh, um, things that will hurt the opposition. Can I, can, the interesting thing, Steve, can I ask you as, as a fan? And um, we've got the record for you know a great defence, even though. Uh, in the last three games we've played, we've let in two. We've lost all three games 2-0. That's become the regular scoreline, yeah. hasn't it? Yes. Liverpool, Man United, Man City, all 2-0. So if I look at that back four, they played at Man City, there's there's a great reason why you would make two changes out the four. And that would be to bring Shaw back uh, as a partner for Botman and perhaps... We leave Burn of that left back position. What would you do as a fan, Steve? I would have played Target. Um, Target, sorry. I thought yes. Target should have been in um, against Man City, um, maybe in some way, shape, or form. Um, especially with Shaw being out with the protocol concussion, but it didn't happen. 
And I think that now tells you that Burn is left back and, and he's staying at left back. So um, for me personally, on, on Sunday, I would go with that back four of Trippier on the right, Matt Target on the left, centre half Shaw and Botman. Mm-hmm. That's what I would go with as well. And yeah. I would agree with what Malcolm said with regards to the, the the forward line. I would stick Wilson up there as a target man and I would play Gordon on one side, but I would play Isaac on the other. It's a bit it's a bit harsh on Jacob Murphy because he has, when he come on, he hasn't done badly, but he seems to make more of an impression coming on as a sub than, say, ASM does. And on yeah, top think- of that... Um, we have the midfield. We have the midfield issue. Um, well, I think personally, I would. I would if Willock's fit, bring Willock back in. But if if there's any doubt over Willock's fitness, I would imagine Eddie Howe will use Anderson. Um, he, he started him against Liverpool. He was unfortunate to be taken off because Nick Pope went off with that sending off, and he mm-hmm. had to, he went off in the reshuffle. That was really unfortunate. On so him. I feel he may go with Anderson to replace. Joe Linton. He loves he, Willock, mind, doesn't he? He loves Willock, but if Willock's, if there's any doubt over Willock's fitness, then he won't he won't play him. Um, it's also harsh on Jamal Lascelles because I, I think there was probably well, he a well. collective... He did well. Yes, he did. A collective groan on Tyneside yeah. and, and at the Etihad when people saw the team sheet and Lascelles was on it and people were expecting a cricket score... But after the match, I think most of us who watched the game, mm-hmm. whether on TV or at the game, probably had Lascelles down as man of the match. So, you know. One of the interesting things, and in, this might sound totally daft when you consider how many goals Haaland scored this season, which is phenomenal. But I, I honestly believe, apart from Haaland's pace, would, would terrify Lascelles normally because he doesn't like quick strikers, but mm. he likes physical strikers. The back Ireland, muscle for muscle, I mean, it, it was the right type of centre-forward um, for him to play. Holland's not quite what he was early in the season because he's got issues that the team aren't playing his way, etc, etc. That's irrelevant to us. But I think he likes physical centre-forwards, and that become a physical battle, didn't it? And Lascelles did well in that. Now, if Lascelles horses for courses, if we were playing Wolves and Diego Costa was centre-forward, I would say Lascelles would give him a, a good game again, because it would be a physical con- it would be a mm-hmm. physical confrontation. But, if it's Jimenez, Raul Jimenez, who hasn't scored goals, no centre-forward in Wolves has, but is a very tricky and clever centre-forward. I don't think Lascelles likes tricky and clever. He likes muscle against muscle. Yes. And, and I, I would therefore Shaw's cleverer with clever players. Mm. And I think I'd go back to the tried and trusted. But well done, Lascelles. I, I, I've got a old man up and say he's absolutely terrific. But, uh, but I think Shaw is the more rounded partner for Botman and possibly the way Wolves are going to play with Costa now out injured. Um, it, you know, they, it would have suited Lascelles to battle Costa. I don't think it would suit him to have Jimenez buzzing around him like a wasp, going left, going right and going over the top. Um, 
interesting Shaw will be available now because uh, a, a concussion doesn't last a fortnight it lasts a week to 10 days doesn't it so I would expect him to play um, I'm just hoping Sean Longstaff's okay you know and I'm, I think he is because he he came off having took a smack on the head at Man City yeah. and I don't want nothing will be said tomorrow of course because it never is at press conferences but I don't want the team sheet coming out on Sunday and suddenly being confronted with the fact that Sean Longstaff can't play because he took a whack on the head we he, he he went up for a ball with Ake, didn't he? And he took a whack. And within a couple, he needed treatment immediately. Within a couple of minutes, he was subbed off. Because can you imagine our midfield as it stood at Man City? Joe Linton out. Bruno, unquestionably in my eyes, struggling by his high standards because yes. of his injuries carrying. And if Longstaff was certainly not available because of the concussion rules, what would the midfield be like then? Mm. That doesn't bear thinking about What did you make of that team there? There's a suggestion from Paul Patterson. He says, how won't do this? But what do the panel think about possibly switching to a back five with Target and Trippier on the flanks? Botman, Byrne and Shaw. Shaw bringing the ball out from the back. Right. Um, firstly, if you play five at the back, you cannot play three up front, which is what we've been doing. Um, we've been playing a very strict 4-3-3. Um, and and there is no need for a fifth man whatsoever back there. Um, it, it, and target target is very much a defensive fallback. He doesn't he he doesn't um, uh, really cross the halfway line um, very much. And if you play five at the back, you need two fallbacks or wingbacks bombing on all day long, and. Uh, and, and that's not the game of 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 either target or of of, of burn um and and Trippier loves it um he'll he'll do it all day long um but so playing five at the back there's no necessity to um to have it's, that many it's back well there. as well guys if we're talking about horses for courses which we are I can understand where the, the guy's coming from is talking about five in the back under different circumstances. But we're playing Wolves. Wolves have scored 19 Premier League goals this season. There isn't another side in the Premier League that scored fewer than Wolves. They've scored the fewest goals in mm. the Premier League. Yeah. Full stop. Well, crikey. Do you need four against that? Never mind flipping five. We yeah. don't need five against... Do you know? Absolutely. Really, really, John, they, you, they, they cope exceedingly well with Trippier bombing on and the, and there's, and the, three, the, the three defenders remaining sort of spreading themselves across the halfway line. I know. And, and I know this is... So well all season. Yeah, and I know this is tempting fate, guys, because we're Geordies and we're tempting fate. But whoever's played centre-forward for Wolves in the last calendar year, one year, the centre-forward in the Premier League, whoever it is, from Costa to Jimenez to everybody else, has not scored a goal. We think we're bad off. Their centre forward for one year has not scored a solitary single goal in the Premier League, whoever they've tried at centre forward. Now, that is a frightening statistic. 
And if we need five back there to mark a non a non scoring centre forward, I'll stand tapping. Mm. Okay, halfway through the show, uh, as always, we have the ads. A big thanks to all our sponsors, Skips and Bins. You can find them at skipsandbins.com. Telephone 0800 25 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Easy contract, free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks to Mr. Vicky's Sauces, which are handmade in Cumbria. You can order them from mrvickys.co.uk or by calling 01768 210102. Welcome aboard to Frui Vita Getaways. You can email them at fruivitagetaways at gmail.com. Call or text them 0792-842-7895. Please join and share the Facebook group as well at Fruy Vita Getaways. Book your holidays or short breaks in the UK or around the world with them. Let them find your happy place. ABTA and ATOL registered. Thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things. And thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Wallsend, Newcastle. And the guys who run our website nufcmatters.com where you can buy lots of t-shirts and merchandise if you want to subscribe to the show hit the subscribe button underneath this video today it is free to do so hit the thumb up to like the video it's good for the algorithm and click share to share to your other social media if you do subscribe we do send you a free car sticker to get that email john at nufcmatters.com and he'll post you one out if you want to join the NUFC Matters cult, then put your smartphone over this QR code now and it will take you straight there. Alternatively, go to the website, nufcmatters.com, and you can join for a one-off payment of £25. You'll receive a cup, a pen, a membership card, and a scarf, and entry into the monthly draw. You can also join via YouTube, and if you click join beneath the video, you will see a variety of prices and how you can support the channel. You can alternatively make a donation with a super chat in the chat tonight. Just click the dollar sign. We're also available on iTunes and Spotify and other podcast providers. We also help the food bank on this show. NUFCfansfoodbank.co.uk is where you'll find the match day bucket and you can make a virtual donation 365 days of the year. As always, we've got a whole host of events coming up throughout the year. And even when Nobby Solano takes place on Saturday the 25th of March at the Tyneside Irish Centre, tickets £15, book now at nufcmatters.com. And even with Peter Beardsley at Leamington Labour Club, tickets are £20, 31st of March, and uh, you can get them direct from the venue. And even with Nobby Solano, Good Friday the 7th of April at 4pm, Tickets are a tenner and available behind the bar at Felling Cricket Club in Gateshead. An evening with Supermac, hosted by Gibble at the Time Mouse Surf Cafe, Tuesday the 11th of April. And tickets direct from the venue. This is a limited ticket event, only 35 tickets available, so book soon. And an evening with Frank Clark and John Gibson, Thursday the 20th of April. Tickets are £15. Book now at nufcmatters.com. In June, Rob Lee will be at Louis Liquor Store in Newcastle, and you can get tickets direct from the venue. And an evening with Rob Lee, Lee Clark, John Beresford takes place the following evening, Friday the 2nd of June at the Grand Hotel in Gosforth. 
This is in aid of the Healing Tour charity and tickets are available from their website, www.healingtour.org.uk forward slash events. And if you're a boxing fan, the Night of Champions comes to Gateshead at the Fed. Frank Bruno, Ricky Hatton, Nigel Benn and Joe Calzaghe are part of the UK tour and you can get your tickets from www.goldstarpromotions.co.uk. Uh, the Time Mouse Surf Cafe event with John and Supermac on April 11th is now sold out. Uh, I'm sure we'll be back there again at some point, though. Tom Dixon asked a question earlier. Uh, question for Malcolm and John. Do you fear a backlash from our fans if we play the same team and suffer a defeat this weekend? It's a good question because there has been a social media backlash. I know that Malcolm is, is rarely on his, but uh, John, you don't have it. Um, you don't even have a mobile, so <laughs> you won't see all of this. But there's a lot of, there is a, a lot of knee-jerk reaction, shall we say, whenever Newcastle lose. But losing three games in a row, even though it's been against Liverpool, Manchester United, Manchester City, still doesn't stop the doom mongers coming out and predicting how badly things are going to be, etc. Once upon a time, that just happened on the terraces. Do you fear a bit of a backlash if we, you know, do the worst thing and get beat off Wolves at the weekend? Um, well, we have made a run for our own back. We've been so sensational in the first half of the season. Fourth top, fleetingly third top, etc. Best defensive record, Miggy Almir in the best goal-scoring form he's ever been in. Nine goals. Uh, Wilson before the World Cup going like a bomb. When you do that and then you tail off, and I mentioned on this programme, the only side out of the blue, and we were a relegation side last season, the only side out of the blue that's ever punched above the weight for a full season for me was Leicester City when they won yeah. the Premier League title. You... you, you you punch above your weight for a certain while and then you can't keep it at that level. Newcastle, with signings that are made in the summer, I believe will go on to the next level. Right now, we're finding it tough. Um, that would, if, if we lose to Wolves, and I've never considered that, the, the most frightening thing I'm getting about the Wolves game is that we draw for the 856th time this season. I mean, I've never considered losing a low course. That is an option. And, and it just depends what you call a backlash. There would be so much disappointment that it, it would appear doom and gloom. And certainly if we went with Bernard left back in... in uh, Wilson at centre forward and no Isaac and uh, and then got t got turned over. It would be, you know, shocking. It would be shocking to me, for goodness sake, if we get uh, turned over by Wolves because they have had a bit of a mini revival, but they can't they can't hit a barn door three paces. Mm -hmm. They couldn't uh, smack the bum of a, of a cow with a banjo. I mean, if you know, if they get if they turned us over, there would it would be awful and it would be wrong if there was a, a, a backlash in the strictest sense because we've had some sort of season. But if we lost four on the trot and the fourth one was at home to Wolves, of course the disappointment would spill over into... Because you would then say, crikey, when are we going to win again in the rest of the season? Yeah. The rest of this year, this season. But... 
let's not go down that road because I don't think that will happen. But the next, for me, people have said to me, guys, as they must have said to both of you, why are Newcastle so poor results-wise this year as opposed to last year? And um, one of the reasons I think is because sides have now, opposing sides have got now so much respect for us, seeing the results in the first half of the season, that when we play the sides near the bottom, not the top, they put two banks of four there, they throw the ball to us and say, right, you score against us. We'll try to get you on the breakaway, but you score against us. And we struggle. And even when we win, we struggle. You think of us at home to Leeds, think of us at home to Bournemouth, think of us at home to Crystal Palace, and they think of us with West Ham. We struggle for that goal that will win the match and turn a draw into a win. And why do we struggle? Because while we've had the best defence in the league and we've had the forwards, we haven't got the locksmith. We haven't got the one bloke in the centre of the defence that, that will if you like, unlock their defence. The, the pass master, the guy, the playmaker in Malcolm's day, it could be, it could be Terry Hibby. In other days, it, it could be Tony Green. It then mm -hmm. could be Gaza or Waddle yeah. or whoever. Tommy Cassidy. We haven't got one of them. Bruno can mm -hmm. do a bit of everything. He, he can play defensive midfield. He can play Passing midfield, he can play scoring midfield, but he's on his own. We haven't got the supreme, whether that's Ward Prowse or whether it's Madison or whether it, we will go to the next level and win games more comfortably. Even when we've won games this season, guys, apart from say Leicester 3 0 or whatever, it's not been easy. We've had a fight and play hard and keep going, and then we've won. And that's super. But until we get that locksmith, that guy that'll unpick the locks, which is the next step in which I expect we to do in the summer, then we're cooking on gas. But it takes a while. You don't get a takeover and in the first transfer window get a, a barrel load of, of, of new signings. I mean, we looked after the defence. We signed three out of four for the back four and the keeper. We signed Bruno in midfield and we've gone with Isaac and Gordon for 100 million up front. But we still haven't got that missing link for me in the middle of the park, which mm. is the creator that's going to open up. Malcolm McDonald was one of the greatest scoring centre forwards we've ever had, but we'll always pay fulsome tribute to Terry Hibbett. Yeah. And, and Alan Shearer, with all the people that played behind him, will and, and Nobby Solano will say these guys made. You've still got to do the hardest job, which is score, but you need that locksmith, and we haven't got that, and that's why I think we're finding we haven't got it yet, and I think that's the next step. Is above all that we're signing the summer, we've got to sign a left back, and we will probably want another forward or a wide man, and mm. but the midfield locksmith for me, is what takes us to the next level. Yeah, yeah, I understand that, John. And um, and, and it's that in particular that uh, that has been lacking this season that, you know, I've, I've been watching a variety of, of our midfield players. They get the ball, but, but they're not looking for the killer ball. 
Yeah. And it, and, and it's the it, Terry Hibbett all the time. It was the first thing he looked for. As soon as we had crossed the halfway line, he was looking for the killer ball. Um, and if and if the run didn't come for him to, to play it, then it, it'd do something else. But then when it came back to him, look for the killer ball. The great, the great creators, Malcolm, it, it's always been this. I mean, you mm. know better than any of us. But the great creators, the ones that unlock the door, they know where the pass has gone before the ball's reached them. Sure. But when the ball's coming to them, they know first touch, boom. Because it's second or third touch, too late. First touch, yeah. boom. In you go. The defence <laughs> is in disarray I... against you. And in you go. Alan sure, Ball is to you. I've probably told told this to you before, but um, but I I'm, I'll say it again because it really does make a point. And it was when I first joined Arsenal, Alan Ball um, was the central midfield player, and Ballie in the dressing room um, in in the build up to the to our first game. He said in this sort of stage whisper, so that the message was going to everybody in the dressing room. And he, he's, and he said, when the ball comes to me, and he stood in front of me talking, when the ball comes to me, he said, make your run. And if it doesn't come with me first touch, he said, just deviate your run, go again, and it will come with me second touch. You see, I've never had a third touch in my life. And that yeah, so absolutely. it was either going to come with the first or the second. But and he always looked for the killer ball. And we, we've had a load of those during the years, right down from Hebby and Tony Green and all yes. the way up. You look at Gaza, you look at Beardsley, who could play in any position. Mm. The balls he unlocked, the first touch that sent somebody in, we haven't quite... We have got... Sean Longstaff, who was willing to do absolutely everything. We've got Willis, yes. who wants to run all day and go on the end of things. You've got Joe Linton, who's a man mountain and will fight for everything. And, and you've got Bruno, who can do a bit of everything. But we haven't got the supreme artist, whether that's Madison, whether it's Ward Prowse, whether it's... That is the next piece of the puzzle. For me, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. is the next piece of the puzzle. Where... Where Gaza, you went boom, and you knew Gaza would go dumb. With Beardsley, when he was playing with Andy Coley, you just go whoops, there you go, in you go, Coley, and Coley would finish. Um, we need that sort of player. We don't have that at the moment. We've got great endeavour. We, we, it's worked. It's got sure. with the fourth, but it's not going to work this, for a full season. This is the difference between us and, and the other sides that we're trying to compete with. They've uh, got that, Malcolm. Yes, you, but you look at Man City um, and and they've got three or four of them. Sure. There's, there's three or four who can play that killer ball. Um, and, and so they're, and they're all looking for it as well. And Arsenal's maybe, got that, Malcolm. Arsenal's Arsenal, got that yes. Yeah. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Oh. And, and yeah. their movement, my word, so silky smooth. Wonderful. It is Wonderful. unbelievable. I'm going to ask still, you about... Well, still, it's, it'll come, Steve, it'll come. And, you know, it's all happened so quick 
that mm -hmm. we almost have a nosebleed and we're almost getting to the stage where we're saying, isn't it awful, isn't it, that we're not doing this? We're halfway into a season from the previous season, which was a relegation fight. We've made a rod for our own back by being so good in the first, not so good, being sensational. In the first half of the season, we were fourth topping in the cup final. We've been so good that it's made us, the bar's so high and we're expecting to compete at that the whole way through. And we're finding it hard to get our second win now. But if you take us back to what it was at the end of last season, that is not so surprising. We've got to go to the next level. And we've got to get more than this midfield locksmith, by the way. We've got to get a left back. Why are we after turning it um, at Arsenal? Because yeah. Burns not a left back. Because Jamal Lewis is so far back, it's untrue. Yeah. Even though and he's just been picked for Northern Ireland, they haven't got an abundance of talent. You're kidding so me. Target is obviously not... Um, in Eddie Howe's mind, long term, as the he's, answer to the problem, John, so he, 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 he's not quick in. enough. Target isn't quick enough, and no. and he knows it. And you can see him uh, uh, at times. He, he gets frightened stiff for fear of of the ball coming to the man that, that he's seeking to mark. Mind if he's if he's not quick enough, what does that make Dan Byrne who's keeping him out of left back? I mean, yeah, Dan, Dan, is, Byrne, Dan is so one paced, it's untrue. Yeah, Dan Byrne has got the confidence that Target hasn't. The problem is that Dan Byrne has started to become overconfident, and he's causing problems for himself by having that overconfidence. Don't think he can time. play if you can't. Do the basics well. And he yeah. did the basics well. Mm -hmm. yes. What's your thoughts on Mason Mount? Barry Hogan's want, want to know. Um, obviously, we're, we're a little bit away from transfer window opening, but as always, Newcastle will always be linked with players who potentially could come available. Is, is that the kind of answer, do you think, lads? Or are, we, are you looking for somebody different? Uh, I I'm not sure that I would take him. I'm, I've, I've watched him. I've seen him do lovely stuff and I've seen him disappear from games. And we can't afford to, to have somebody in the side who will just disappear out of the game. Um, and the difficulty I, I'm really that. not sure on him at the moment. And I think that and Chelsea obviously aren't because he hasn't been inside for quite some time. The, the, the difficulty is, guys, that we can't sign until the summer, so the season's over. Mm. And if you're going for the top, top players in this country, you can often find them abroad, like we found uh, Bruno in France. Yeah. And uh, people have overlooked them, and you can pull a gem out of abroad. But in this country, there's no surprises. In this country, if you go for Madison as long as he's fit, because he's got a persistent knee at the moment, or you mm. go for Ward Prowse or whoever, you've really got to be in the Champions League. Because if they're going to leave in Newcastle or not in Europe or, or perhaps in the Europa League, will they come here as opposed to going to Spurs or uh, Man United or mm. somebody that isn't? It is difficult 
even though we can sell them the dream, this is where we're heading, and we are, we're not there yet. And if they're going to move, will Madison and Ward Prowse, having had unsuccessful uh, times in terms of trophies, at Leicester and Southampton say, I want to go to a trophy-winning side right now. And, and, and mm. that is the difficulty mm. we have buying Premier yeah. League players. Buying abroad, you'll find a Bruno, you'll find somebody buried somewhere and you'll get them. It's going to be fascinating, but we need to get that clever player big time, I think, because then that relieves all the concern we have about... I mean, I, I often feel, guys, to you two guys, when I'm watching Newcastle, even in the, the good times just before um, uh, Christmas, I always feel we had a work at victory. And I loved it. And we were terrific at it. But it never come easy. You know, mm. you never had the, mm. the midfield player that's going to go, dum, 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 right, we're 2-0 up, we're going to go 3-0 up. Will it be 4 or 5 this week? Maybe it's just 3. Um, we, we always, even when we won those 6 on the trot, more often than not, it was by a single goal. 2-1 or 1-0, yes. yes. you know. So to the end of the game... And the relief and the wonder at the end of the game and the cheers when they went round the pitch was all magnificent. But some of it was well done and the other part of it was absolute relief. We've got over the line. We've deserved to get over the line. We've had a lot of the game. But in the three games, we've just lost 2-0. Between the two penalty areas, we've been quite good. We just let balls mm. in one end yeah. and then we scored them at the other. But between the two penalty areas, we've played quite well. And... But we need that guy who's going to come on with a bit of swagger, know he's good, be good. We need the Beardsley, the Gaza, the Terry Hibbert, the Tony Green, whoever. Yeah. We need that. And I think that's the missing part of the jigsaw. That'll help the rest of the jigsaw fall in place. Mm. Good points. Well made, Barry. I hope that answers uh, your question. Mark Wright says, uh, well said, Malcolm. We need someone who can fight when we are down. He won't. It's obvious. Rice would be a lot better. Steve Middlemas said there's only a few players that will sign for a project. And even then, it has to happen uh, quickly. And moving on um, from that, Tim Cairns asks a really important question. Gibbo, what is your favourite gin? The one that I'm served. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, okay, moving on, lads. Moving on. Newcastle United, uh, of course, take on Wolverhampton Wanderers uh, this coming Sunday. It is uh, a 4.30 kickoff. God, we're getting used to this 4.30 kickoff. I hate it. Uh, on a Sunday, it's live on Sky Sports. As usual, um, you know, Newcastle United almost sold out. There's 200 tickets in Leeser's uh, L7 were made avail- available to the public on Tuesday. Uh, because Wolves weren't taking up their full allocation, but they were quickly snapped up, so it is a sellout again. Joe Linton is serving the first of a two-match suspension. Fabian Shares expected to be available after sitting out last week's defeat due to his concussion. There is a doubt over Bruno. We will find out more about that from Eddie Howe's press conference tomorrow. Malcolm will be at the Dog and Parrot at 2 o'clock. John and John Anderson will be at Pumphrey's at 2 o'clock. And uh, referee... Uh, for this game. Well, it's a second appearance for Andy Maidley. He took charge of the nil-nil draw at Arsenal. And VAR sees Tony Harrington in charge. So, John, what's your views on the game at the weekend? 
and how do you see it going? Go, 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 go. It's getting harder by the week, isn't it, guys? It's getting harder by the week. I mean, if you were neutral, this game's got no, no written all over it. I'll give you two facts. From Newcastle's point of view, we have scored the least goals this year. In, two, in 2023, we have scored the least Premier League goals. Wolves have scored the least Premier League goals over the whole season. 19. So, at least in 2023, they've scored the least the whole season. If that doesn't look like a note-note, I'll stand tapping. I'm not going for a note-note. But, I mean, honestly, it it, it is this, the guys with pea shooters rather than heavy artillery, isn't it? This mm. weekend on, on current form. Um, I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be a nail bite there. They will play some attractive stuff without the cutting edge. We'll play some biting of the nail stuff without the cutting edge. Um, we need the win desperately. Uh, they've pulled away from the dead men with a, a beat, having beaten Spurs 1 0 with a very late goal last week. Um, everybody's beating Spurs at the moment, aren't they? Crikey me, how are they fourth? I mean, I'll stand tapping. Yeah. How are they fourth? Dear me, they get beat by everybody once on the twelves that got knocked out of Europe last night. From our point of view, honestly, I'm sick of being optimistic and it hasn't worked, but I'm going to be optimistic again. I think this is the game Newcastle win at long last. And I'm going for 1-0. I don't think it's going to be a, a goal feast. By Jove, there's nothing that tells us it's going to be a goal feast. But I'm going Newcastle to win 1-0. And that's not just with the heart, although it is with the heart. It's with the head as well. I, I just think, And it'll be as nervous as heck. And I'll have bitten my fingernails up to my armpits. Mm. But I'm thinking 1-0. OK. What about you, Mal? Well, the stats say that Newcastle United haven't scored uh, two goals in a game, um, in a Premier League game this season. And I think that's that has to change. This year? Yes, this year. Sorry, this year. This year. Uh, um, uh, and, and that must change. And... And against a side like Wolves, come on! If it's not going to happen, then is it ever going to happen? So I'm, I'm going to, uh, um, uh, and I, I do believe, and we said this right at the very beginning of the show. At least I, I said about um, playing Wilson more as a target man, not because he's not going to turn, he's not going to sprint at the moment. Um, that's for sure. Um, but he is a good target man. He's very effective, and if he's got people working off him, um, and they have to go and score goals. Almiron doesn't look as if he's ever going to score a goal again. Um, St. Maximin um, just doesn't even look as if he'll ever get a shot um, on target. So um, I'm saying play Gordon um, and, and play Isaac um, off of um, uh, 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 Wilson. And and let let's let's just see what they can actually um, conjure up 
between the three of them. Um, and, and it'll be a, a different mindset that goes out on the pitch um, in the forward line. So we need to score. And and I, <laughs> I say again, that second goal, it's all important in the game um, uh, to get two goals ahead. We need to do that. Um, and, and it allows you just to take that little bit of a breather to to reorganise your game in, and, and the structure of your game. Um, and so uh, I'm, I'm going to take Newcastle to win 2-0. I can't see Wolves scoring, in all honesty. But uh, um, Newcastle, they need to get a second goal. For heaven's sake, do it on Sunday. You, Steve? I'm going, unfortunately, for a 1-1 draw, lads. I do think it's going to be another draw. Uh, I'm not as confident, but I think it'll be 1-1. Tough team, Wolves. I was down at Wolves at the start of the season when ESM was the difference between the two teams. Um, I think they're going to be tough to break down. Yeah. We're not on a great goal-scoring run, but I'm going for 1-1, which is two positives. We'll break right. the, duck. You, we'll break the would, duck of three defeats. And right. By the way, Steve, if we, if we look at 1-1 at home, the Wolves as two positives... We've fallen a hell of a long way from where we were. When I say two positives, I mean we'll have scored and we'll have I got... I, and we'll I have stopped take the your unbeaten, point totally. The but the room. huge negative will be we ain't won it yet again. Where does the win come then? Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It but, is. Hey. But, we're, but we're, if you told... If, if we'd all said at the start of last season, listen, I've been putting up those retro shows that we all did way back when we started this journey together, lads, me, you and Malcolm. And you listen to one of the shows, we're talking about Almiron, ASM and Joe Linton and Steve Bruce trying to manage those three. We've come a long way in a short space of time, lads. We've got to be happy. Yeah, that's the point I keep making yeah. on this programme and to myself when I'm sitting at home with a razor a quarter of an inch off my neck. Oh, God. I keep, I, keep, <laughs> I keep saying, hey, listen, we've come a long way. Stick on that happy it. note, on that happy <laughs> note, lads, enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy the game. I look forward to seeing you at the weekend and uh, we will be back on NUFC Matters with Supermat and Gibbo next Thursday. Take care, lads. Good, guys. Right. Take care, Steve. Cheers, John. See you on Sunday. Thank you.